Bottom of the Smash Mountain, Season 2, Episode 11, SCL2 Week 1 Preview. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jesse, or Cypher, you get it. And you are here because you saw something about Slippy Champions League 2 Preview. I'm very excited to get into that, but before we roll out JD and Wasabi and myself all going over this... I wanted to first give some shout-outs and credits to BTS Smash themselves. This is the group that puts on these events beyond the summit. So thank you, BTS Smash. Please go drop a follow on Twitter at BTS Smash and also twitch.tv slash BTS Smash. You can find those in the description of this here podcast. One that I will not include a link to because I feel like it's not quite as important, but also it's it is important. I just don't want to go around plugging everyone's stuff without necessarily talking to them about it first. Aiden Calvin. Aiden is a great person who helps to run the BTS Smash machine. I don't really much... I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much more than that. However, I did know to reach out and say, could you please clarify a few things about... Slippy Champions League 2, and he was happy to oblige. So thank you so much to Aiden for the info. I really appreciate it. Wanted to give that quick shout-out first. But yes, please go find Aiden on Twitter if you really want to. But more importantly, BTS Smash is where you're going to be able to find all the coverage related to Slippy Champions League 2. However, before you can do all that, I want to give another quick shout-out to JD and Wasabi of the Wannabes, who were very gracious with their time, joined me to talk about all things Slippy Champions League 2 week one. So let's stop talking so that we can start talking. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. Everyone is here. That's right. We have not one, but two podcasts swirling around and making some amazing content. Hopefully, that's the goal here tonight. I have... The Wannabes podcast crew, JD and Wasabi, are here to talk about Slippy Champions League 2, Week 1, and previewing all the good things related to it. Fellas, how are you doing? 258, what's up? Yo, what's good, everyone? What's up? Dude, thank you for having us. I'm excited for this collab. It's it's a, another podcast collab. I love the podcast collabs, and thank you so much for being willing to do this. I was thinking about how to talk around Slippy Champions League 2, and then when Wasabi and I had our recent interview on, on my podcast, I was going, wait, we could do stuff, and that's what you were thinking too, and this is what we ultimately decided on, just to do a big goal collaboration, so I'm really excited mm -hmm. about it. But I first want to congratulate you, Wasabi, on a lot of awesome things that have happened for you recently. You had a great celebration stream in advance of some awesome things you got to do today i won't i won't speak for you but you had some really cool things if you want to give a brief run over of some of all the highlights then yeah 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 i mean thank thank you so much for for having us again and you know yeah celebration stream yesterday with the new logo and and really focusing on on youtube and and stuff like that doing the melee neutral handbook but also getting vaccinated today, which was good. So I got my first dose of the Pfizer one, which is which is awesome. Really cool. And JD did not 
was kind of bringing up the rear a little bit, so we don't have to talk about that per se in the in the in the low lights perspective. But I'm really hoping we can get this evening turned around a little bit for you, JD. But other than other than that, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. My uh, my doggy has a little cone around her neck. Might have Lyme's disease. Uh, work's going all right. No, I mean, look, it's it's been a weird, uh, honestly, a month. But hey, if you want to know about me, just listen to the Wannabes podcast. If that you is don't exactly know what about you should me, do. If you you know, I'm not going to get into it here. It's not the place. We're here to talk about some uh, some sick melee that's coming up. We're going to keep it nice and profesh. And uh, besides that, look, things are going pretty well. Glad to hear it. We're going to start with Division One. So to basically TLDR Slippy Champions League, there have been invited players. Eight for Division One, eight for Division Two, and there is a qualifier tournament through the Levo series. Not to be confused with Evo. This is the Leffen subscriber Levo Netplay tournament series, where if you place high enough in the qualifier, you have a chance to get into Division Two of Slippy Champions League. And over four weeks, we do the same cycle in each week, where matches happen in each division players can rise and fall through each division or potentially out completely because of the people who qualify through the qualifier tournament potentially beating a division two relegation and then making their way into division two for the next week's set of matches so it's all kind of complicated but thankfully we've already done one series of this we had slippy champions league one at the end of last year which was awesome great content the matches were amazing and we now get to do it all over again and we get to cover it which is awesome and exciting so i think i want to start with division one because everything cascades from there i have seen the matchups and jd wasabi have not so i'm guessing that you probably just want to get into it but is there one matchup just maybe one matchup in division one that you're hoping to see wasabi yeah, I think for me, I am most interested in seeing. I, I I think I heard correctly that that IBW might not be ready for for the Sheik just yet for Slippy. I, I don't know if that's correct. I so take that with a grain of salt. I'm you know it's, you know it's one of those things where you might have heard it on on his YouTube video, but I can't really recall. So I'll hold on that one. So I think for me, I want to see the rematch of SUJ versus HBox. One, because of SUJ's, you know, dominant 3-0 against him last time, and also the other thing of it being, you know, HBox is kind of the person in Division 1 who I feel uh, surprisingly, per- based on performance, not uh, his legacy, uh, doesn't really deserve to be there as much compared to, say, Moki, who has been putting up a lot of results um, and is currently in Division 2 and, and someone who I would consider being the favorite in Division 2 to... to make it out of make it to division one uh on the first week and jd i'll pass it to you is there a matchup from division one that you're hoping to see yeah i would say it's got to be uh ibdw versus none um i guess versus all the falcons to be honest i'm not sure how the the brackets are lining up right now so i'll take him versus any falcon but cody has um had a, a history of dominating falcons until he gets crushed by them and so this is kind of another opportunity to see what 
they can kind of bring to the table because uh, Cody is kind of one of those players that he will solve something, but only once it becomes a problem. And if these, you know, I'm looking at S2J and none, but Wizrobe could always bring it, right? So if one of them kind of brings something new and really catch him off guard, we can see a really cool narrative start to kind of reform the, the cyclical IBDW versus Falcon kind of history can bubble up. Uh, or he could just like 3-0 everyone. That's, that's definitely possible too. But I, those are definitely the sets I'm going to be looking out for the most. And so for Division One, these are the players that we have in no particular order. We have Wizrobe, Nun, Ginger, Hungrybox, Zane, Mango, IBDW, and S2J. I think we name dropped just about everyone in the little wish list of matchups. But now it's time to actually talk about what the matchups are going to be. And we are going to start with IBDW versus Nun. Good oh, thinking, JD. Let's Ooh, go. Wow. Let's go. <laughs> That's funny. And I'm curious, well, you're, you, <laughs> you nailed it right on the head. You got IBDW going up against a very good Falcon in none. Golden Guardians none. Congratulations on that, by the way. I'm sorry. I should also just say somebody else talk when I lead off with something like that. JD, <laughs> now that you know it's actually... I, now that you know that it's actually none versus ibdw we we know some of the memes that have come out of the smash con 2019 set and then when ibdw has gotten his revenge in sets since but what is your thinking for what you were going to see on sunday yeah i mean shit none is newly minted on one of the top esports teams in smash um some might say the best current team with just the breadth of talent that they were able to pick up. So um, that could sometimes be a curse, but none has this weird energy around him where things that should make him worse, just make him better. Um, the big example is that he grinds net play like unranked and somehow improves as a player. So, uh, you know, the, the new, you know, it's going to be a toss up of whether or not the, the, the New Jersey is going to affect him negatively or not. I think it's going to just make him play super hot. That's my impression. And so, I mean, what better way to, to show... It's kind of like in the Marvel Universe where we get to see Thanos. His first big fight is against the Hulk, and he just beats the shit out of the Hulk. Excuse <laughs> my French. That's what I think this set could be, is none. He's Thanos. He's got the Power Stone, and he uses it to beat the best fox in the game right now. That would be a 3-0 in Nun's favor, or or a, I guess a close 3-2, or however you want to phrase it, would be very interesting to see, especially since IBDW has had his his attention divided a little bit in trying to learn the Sheik matchup, which, by the way, is not a small task. People spend years getting good at one character, let alone trying to switch to Sheik for certain matchups, not the Falcon matchup, because Fox-Falcon, it's... A little skewed in Fox's favor, to say the least. But it is very impressive that IBDW goes, you know what, I'll just pick up Sheik and is already getting really good with that character. But maybe when they fight this weekend, things will be in Nun's favor just because Nun's kind of got that momentum and power-up, you could say. But also, IBDW is definitely a big grinder, definitely is very intelligent about the game and really wants to put a 
the best foot forward you could say. So I'm I'm mm -hmm. really excited to see the match. Wasabi, I'll bounce it to you. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, you know, funny enough, I think it's going to be a good match, but I don't really have a lot of expectations for it. I would like it's it's it's. I would say I think Cody has proven enough that he like is solid now in in the Falcon matchup, and so I don't. I I, I maybe am on the opposite end of it, of JD being like, you know, there's a boost with none and stuff like that. You know, I think in sort of recent form, we've seen Cody really really shine in it. So. I, I think I lean towards Cody, but I feel like this first week uh, is really going to be... It's it's the opening act, right, overall. And, and it kind of reminds me almost of, like, the start of a sports season, you know? Everyone kind of took a little break, you know? There was, like, some tournaments here and there, but this is kind of the start of the season. And so it's who who did the most in preseason, and, and that's why I lean towards Cody, because with the recency... Even despite the chic switch, like the sheets, chic semi switch and and stuff like that, he's been performing really, really well, especially against the Falcons. I love it. So I think so that I don't have the awkward oh who should talk next. I should just continue to MC if you will, and I'll bounce it to y'all with names. Just make it super easy. And let's not pick a winner for now. Let's do that at the very end once we've talked about all the matchups that we know are going to be happening. So let's go to the next matchup. We have Zane versus Hungry Box. Oh, shit. Okay, so that makes sense in, in seeding. It does. Um, that, that, that confirms what I, what I thought initially. And and when I said I wanted SJ Hbox because I thought I wanted the rerun, but but that was under the pretense that I think that Hbox is the lowest seed of Division One, and I mean nothing says last seed in Division One than than being paired with with Zane first. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because Zane is the everyone says Zane is number one. I I would tend to agree right now. There is not a lot of evidence suggesting otherwise. JD, what are your thoughts? Zane Hbox, man. I mean, what better way to kick off a season than, than what has kicked off arguably Zane's uh, rise to the top, top, tippy top tier is his wins over Hbox. That's what really sealed the deal, right? So uh, it's always really fun. Um, probably the only fun matchup um, I, I see against Hbox. I, I also really like watching Ginger against Hbox or any Falco, really. Mm -hmm. I'm just so over Hbox versus Foxes. Like I'm just, uh, I, I'm over <laughs> it. it. It all, it's always a heartbreaker. It's always like, even if the Fox wins, I'm I'm so over it. But uh, the way Zane plays it is like, it it just feels so, it feels like so futuristic. The things he has to do and how, over time, it's like he's gotten even more consistent. I, I'm thinking pivot tippers, but there's also just the low percent combos. The uh, the DI and the the um, kind of ways to evade rest setups and, and all the things that we know HBox for. Um, Zane just kind of keeps away from it so well. And honestly, I am still holding out for like a true HBox return to form. I mean, it's gotten to the point in his narrative where, you know, if he won, uh, maybe just one week, if he won week one, if you any, any of these weeks... Um, I'm here for it, man. I I, I kind of like when uh when it's a return return of the king situation. So again, it's like it's setting him up 
for his own kind of rise to prominence. If he could just take Zayn out the first set, it's like no one's safe. And that's going to be a really strong start to, you know, like Will said, the season. It's going to be cool. I'm very excited to see this matchup. So the reason being that they recently played each other, I want to say in the four loco fight night where it was a game five it set. It is. And mm-hmm. it it's not like every single game was like super, super close. I think the games that Zane won, I want to say he won comfortably, but the games were not like, I don't know. It wasn't like there was a four stock or anything. It's just that it, to me, it looked like Zane was a little caught off guard with what Hungrybox was doing in that particular day. And I really respect the way that Zane has like, like you were saying, JD has learned that puff matchup avoiding pound at low percents and using crouch cancel to basically invalidate that any <laughs> other than grabs invalidate everything that hungry boss tries to do with puff and i one of my f- absolute favorite things to see is someone in well in zane and with marth chain grabbing puff because i'm just not used to seeing that in like mm any other setting where you could get like three or four grabs in a row and just like bounce the puff up and down. <laughs> Very funny to me to, to see that. But anyway, you were also talking about how you've gotten a little tired of seeing puff Fox puff versus Marth is a, is a great, is a great watch. Even if, even if it's not Zane playing Zane playing the Marth against hungry boxes puff, but I've, I've come to really enjoy watching that and the, all the things that entails. So, Let's keep moving on here to the next matchup. We have oh, SDJ. Before, before we sorry, do that. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, before we go, I think the one thing I'd like to caveat or end with the Zane H-Box is I think that it's re- or I'm really curious to see if H-Box will bring something new to the table, especially in neutral. I think that's sort of the biggest thing. Uh, there's two things I'm counting on H-Box or Hbox, I feel, needs to do against Zane um, in an oversimplified way, right? And and I think one is really adjusting his neutral to the point that, like, people have studied him, people have counters for the way he moves and drips with Puff, and it's it, Zane is the at the topmost for that. And the last thing is if he can kind of hold on to that mentality that he used to have being the, you know, a three-time reigning number one in the world. You know, I feel like... Uh, sometimes now, when especially in the online era, when Hbox gets hit or he's down, he kind of holds in a little bit more, and and it felt like in IRL tournaments he would just like really squeeze the the air out of someone trying to to hit them until they overextend. Yes, I appreciate the the last thought there. Thank you, Wasabi. I wanted to talk about the next matchup here being S2J versus. Wizrobe, and I'll I'll lead off on this Ooh, one. Sure. Falcon Dittos. It was semi likely. I mean, there's three Falcons could have had just Falcon versus this, Falcon versus that. But I'm really excited to see this. S2J and Wizrobe are playing. Uh, well, I should say especially S2J playing very well recently, winning Gallant Melee Open Spring Edition, if I recall correctly. So definitely playing well. And Wizrobe has not entered a ton of events, but I will say that. Wizrobe in, in more recent times, not like back in 2015, I'm talking about in the past year and a half, two years, has really upped the game, has shown to be incredible with tech chasing and reacting to things, almost at 
seemingly point blank, <laughs> the crazy SDIs, all, all the all those all those things. And I'm really excited to see whether or not Wizrobe is going to. I don't want to say look rusty. I don't think that's going to be true. I just haven't seen him enter in as many events as certainly as S2J. S2J has been entering in a lot of events, the rollback rumble series, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm interested in seeing, seeing a player in S2J who's played very well recently and has been entering a lot of online events versus Wizrobe who can bring it and is a fantastic player, but I just haven't seen as many events out of Wizrobe recently. Hmm. I think it's yeah, a good point. I... Uh, sorry, Will. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna jump in. Jump for um, it. Yeah, yeah. Jump. I think Wizrobe is gonna come online, uh, week two, and it's exactly what you said. I mean, you know, we we talk about types of players being, you know, Will and I talk about this all the time. It's like, what's what are your habits going into tournament? Like, it's not just about game day. It's about everything leading up to it. Um. And with Wizrobe, he's playing a lot. I think he's focusing on kind of bulking up his content. And he's doing melee streams. It's not like he's out here, you know, learning ultimate or or really dividing his time too much between other games. But tournament play is its own beast. And Wizrobe is certainly a player that has, you know, he's been around. He's entered tournaments, but not nearly as much as some of the real grinders that are in the circuit right now. So I think Wizrobe is such a fierce competitor. He doesn't like losing. He's not like just kind of out here on a whim. Um, I think he might. My prediction is that he's going to get knocked around by S2J, um, who's coming in hot. I'm I, not going to remember what tournament he just won. Um, I think he just won a tournament. <laughs> Shit. Yes, yes. I believe it was Gallant Melee Open Spring Edition, I believe. Yeah. So he's coming in hot. I think S2J is going to actually 3-1 him. Um, and Wizrobe is going to get second in the second week. I mean, hmm. that's kind of where I see this going. Um, and we'll see how he does in losers or how the actual bracket plays out. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit to get Wizrobe fully in into form, you know. Mm-hmm. And Wasabi, what are your thoughts on the matchup? Yeah, my main concern is 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 actually from a little bit of a detective work. You know, Wizzy has been streaming a lot. I looked at his YouTube. It, it it's not a lot of melee on YouTube. It releases like maybe every week and a half or so. Hmm. And and then I checked his Twitch channel, and and the last few titles of his Twitch channel has been breaking in a new controller. And oh. so I suspect that is my main concern with Wizrobe. I think that. Um, Actually, I think Wizrobe is one of the best players to actually prepare out of nowhere for a player. I think he came into the second half of 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 the online era super hot, and and I would expect that again for him. The question is that he has two big walls to overcome, and it's is his controller finally broken in, which you can check his stream for, and two, how hot is SUJ running on that day? And SUJ being a very momentum-based player... I think he can have that those highs and lows, and we've seen him reach really good highs along with a consistency to it. And and I'm just wondering uh, if the win from Galint Melee Open is gonna be a confidence boost or a little bit of a ball and chain for him going into week one. I love the research. That's great detective work, Wasabi. He did and it I... just now. 
I prepared for this. Did you? When did you okay, do that research? I, I also thought that I did it two minutes ago. Not right now. <laughs> okay. You talk for a long time, JD. I knew. It. I also thought <laughs> that God, one of the first. two walls you were gonna have, that wizard was gonna have to overcome, one of them was gonna be you, Wasabi. You just so happened to take a set off of him. It's not a big deal. Okay. Not not a set. A game. A game. I'm yeah, sorry. Wow. Big difference. <laughs> that is a big <laughs> difference. Sorry. Ryobi took a set. The game. The next set afterwards. So so he should get a. Uh, the accolades, but I did get a three-stock comeback on him. Three-stock comeback for one game. That's my bad. Yep. Sorry, Wizro. No worries. <laughs> did we have any other thoughts, or shall we continue? I think we're continuing. If we're holding off on on results, would you would you yes. take it away with the with the next lineup? Yeah, yeah. So we have the final two players going against each other in Division One, and that would be Mango and Ginger. Ooh. That oh shit, oh shit. That's a cool one. That's uh, one I'm, I'm actually seen. pretty mad on that. I'm not. I'm not picking. If all right, here's the here's the caveat. There, if Mango goes Fox, I'm going to like cancel all my plans and break up with my girlfriend. But <laughs> if if it's a Falco Ditto, I'll probably get a snack and that's and look for highlights. There'll be a few highlights. I, dude, I don't like Falco Dittos anymore. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just me. Is it all the unranked Falcos that you have to deal with? Yeah, it's all the unranked Falcos that remind me of. No, it's, it's like, I don't know. I I, I feel like, I, I feel like I just see you know, the the Bobby Big Balls, the Ginger, kind of that they always just sort of pop up and as as far as dittos go, it goes like, the chic dittos are at the bottom. And then Falco Dittos and everything else, I'm I'm okay with. I think are like Marth Dittos. I think are fun. Even Puff Dittos and Peach Dittos, I'm actually a big fan of because they can go to timeouts and that's really hype. But Falco Dittos is just like they get a hit and the combos kind of play themselves out more often than not. So I'll look out for clips, but I'm not super excited. Sorry to to bust the buzz here, but that's where my head's at. Not every matchup is going to be super hype-filled and story-filled. And if it has to be this where we all go, I mean, Mango's going to kind of win this, right? I mean, right? But the it to try to give Ginger a little bit of credit here, no one grinds harder than Ginger, I feel like, in the online era, where Ginger will post, hey, is there a tournament tonight? If there happens to actually be no notable regional or weekly or anything happening. It feels like he enters so many events. So mm -hmm. as far as that goes, I'm not trying to say that Mango is not preparing because Mango is preparing, doing like the, oh, I got my setup wrong on my computer, so I fixed that, and now I'm grinding and preparing on my on my newly fixed like setup for Slippy or whatever. And I'm not trying to say that Mango's just going to show up like, yeah, I've been playing Valorant for a week. Or not saying that, but I think that there's a lot of other players in Division One here that Mango could take on and certainly beat. So it's not like Ginger is like the odd person out here. I, I, I'm hoping that Ginger can start off well and continue that, but. I'm also hyped to see Mango continue on and play other matchups in the bracket, if you will. It's single elimination in Division One, so whoever mm -hmm. wins will play other winners from the other sets and so on. So we'll get to that, but for now, that is I'm interesting. Hoping, I'm hoping to see. I'm hoping to see a closer match. I'm hoping for a game five set, but I yeah, I suspect that it's going to be pretty quick in Mango's favor. 
I actually disagree. I think this could this has potential of being an upset and 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 putting personal si- biases aside around the Falco Ditto, which isn't my personal favorite, but that's also because I don't understand the nuances of it. I think it's a really interesting matchup as well. I think that Ginger is one of is one person who could actually push Mango uh, to the brink in, in the Ditto. And and he's the person that I know a hundred percent with with these being known. I'm sure the players will will, will know in advance to some extent. Uh, he's going to be the person I'm expecting to be the most prepared for week one, actually, along with couple that. Let's not forget that Ginger is not alone in this fight. He is a student of Drug Fox, and 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 him and Drug Fox will definitely have prepared to face Mango in the Falco Ditto. There's going to be a lot of analysis and work building up to this event that I am sure we're either seeing behind closed doors or on his Switch stream. Uh, so I'm actually curious if we can see a similar upset as we saw with uh, Magi versus Mango at Genesis a few years back. That being said, I looked at Mango's recent uh, Fal- uh, matchups against Falco, and he hasn't gone Fox recently. Uh, he most recently played Magi at Smash Summit 10 in the Falco Ditto with a 3-0. And I'm curious to see if Ginger is able to push the Fox out of him. Uh, the Fox traditionally being a character that Mango saves for for the end to prevent any burnout. That's something that he's publicized a lot in terms of his tournament strategy going. But this being a shorter event, shorter event if if ginger could push mango into a fox switch if if ginger does take the first few games i want to say that would be very unprecedented in my own head i'm trying to remember back to sippy champions league one and i don't know that mango played fox unless mango might have played against hungry box although Hbox did not stay in Division One. <laughs> Mango did, mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> other than that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the fox came out. And like you said, Wasabi, it is. It's not like it's a a 1,000 player bracket or anything like that. So it's it's at the most it's um, three matches, four matches, whatever it is. Yep. And I don't know that the fox is going to come out, but that would be really cool. And I like to see two different characters on the screen. Usually, usually, but. With Dittos, mm-hmm. I I almost want to say in my own spectator brain, because remember, I, I don't actually enter in events, but mm-hmm. is it a true test of your knowledge of the character since you're playing against the character you're already playing as? Is that, am I crazy? It's, it's not necessarily. I think it's, uh, I would say Mango and Ginger play the character differently, so they're probably very aware. I mean, they're also top players, so they should be, they are aware, regardless of or whether or not they play the character. I think it's going to be more so a clash of style. Is Ginger's game plan going to beat Mango's unpredictability? If if this was a if this was a UFC match or anything like that, that's how I would put the poster up. Um, and in terms of like the Fox switch. Um, the only reason I'm I'm even debating that recently is that Mango has been playing more Fox recently and and kind of been feeling back on that wave a little bit. Um, I, I was watching him versus Zayn in the in the Fox Marth matchup recently, and and he mentioned that uh, on on Twitch that he he's just having a little bit more fun with Fox recently. Not more fun than Falco, but just you know having more fun playing Fox in general. So I think that's why I'm teasing it. But I I do think Mango's most likely gonna go the bird. 
And JD, do you want to wrap up this matchup before we move on? Yeah, I would say each matchup in Melee is like, in my opinion, it's like a beer. And they're all acquired taste. And for me, I like 90% of beer, but the Falco Ditto is like Guinness. A lot of people really like Guinness. It, it just doesn't do it for me. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. No disrespect to people who like the Falco Ditto. It's just my stout. I want to give a quick shout-out to snacks, a quick shout-out to beer in the fridge, other things to enjoy while this match is happening and Mango and Ginger are out here working. JD's going to potentially not be paying as much attention as perhaps to other matchups, but it's all good. Snack time's important. <laughs> it's time to move on to Division 2. We have eight players in Division 2, well-deserved as well. And, yes, they're, the, the fun in all this is that Losers from Division One play against the winners here in in Division Two. So really excited to see how that all works out. But the first matchup we're going to talk about is Aklo versus Kalamazoo Kezu. I'll just say Kezu. Ooh. We got Aklo, who will most likely play Fox. Although I'm always excited for the possibility of Linklo, and I believe on FD Linklo, the link that Aklo plays, will come out pretty much automatically but I'm really excited to see this matchup because Keizu's been playing really well more recently in the four local fight night was in winners finals against S2J that that was an awesome matchup to see so I think this is going to be I think this is going to be close I don't want to pick a winner just yet we'll get to that but I want to pass it to JD what are your thoughts on Aklo versus Keizu dude this this is where like the good shit is uh <laughs> Five, five of the most different yet lovable fun. Look, me and me and Will, we're both Fox mains. You know, we're looking at this lineup and we're just like licking our chops. Like, there's gonna be so much to dig through from D two, and I, I can't wait. And so, Aklo versus Kalamazoo, probably my favorite or second favorite matchup to watch is Peach Fox. I was in heaven in the Mango Armada. Uh, I think it was 2015 that summer or 2014 when they just like every other, I think it was summer of 2014 where they just played like every other set together. And these guys like different Aklo is not mangoes Fox, but the, the things he can do to peach, he has so many things in his back pocket. He has uh, a camp with lasers, get a single up smash and taunt. That's an Aklo spesh. He has the uh, wave shine, jump cancel turnaround continue wave shine combos he he legit has those like kjh level has those um and kalamazoo is one of those players that just for some reason perpetually slept on like he's he's an incredible peach player that you the second you're like ah kalamazoo is gonna lose this and he just like pulls out a, a win for the full set you know, so I'm not going to pick a winner either. I'm gunning for the, the New York homie Aklo here. I think he definitely has what it takes to even rise to D1. Um, but I, this is, you know, theoretically one of my most anticipated matchups in D2. Wasabi, your thoughts? I think it's it's definitely a matchup that I'm super excited for. Definitely Aklo bias hailing from New York as well. But 
I think the big thing that I'm interested in, I definitely expect the link to come out for FD. It's, it's oh, actually really I didn't really even think of that. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I think it's, at this point, a, a, a really viable counterpick that we've seen work against Peaches and, and Marths and stuff like that. Um, the the question I'm, I'm curious about is is with with Keizu beating Aklo um, at, at the Galint Melee Open 3-0. And, and that's my main concern. It's it's hard to call it honestly, and and I know we're not calling it yet. Um, that being said, I remember looking at uh, looking for games on the Melee Online Discord last night, and I I, I saw an interesting ping from Keizu, and I didn't put it two to two and two together until now, but but he went on on the expert channel and and said at link looking for games, and and. Uh, and it looks like he's preparing for that counter pick. So, so really, really interesting uh, how that's all going to play out. I'm always super excited to see mid tiers, low tiers characters besides the ones we're typically used to seeing in bracket and in tournaments when they come out. And Lake Glow mm-hmm. is probably my favorite. I, I I mentioned it first, you know, not a big deal. And I'm so excited about the possibility of seeing that come out for this particular matchup link on fd versus peach it's not too terribly bad because for all the turnips that peach has link has arrows bombs boomerang and so has had success aklo has had success before playing with link against peach and marths like you said i remember the set versus lsd where mm-hmm. aklo won on fd pretty convincingly but i was almost curious thinking about this matchup if kz was just going to say now what? I love FD, but I don't love it that much to deal with Link. I'll just take Aklo to other stages. But maybe even still, maybe the Link comes out on another stage. Although I don't, I, I can't justify in my own head yeah. why that would be the case. It really should only be FD. But I, I also love and and also wrestle with Aklo keeping Link on for other games in the set. <laughs> Just going, you know what? We're having fun. Let's let's play with Link on Battlefield. <laughs> or you know- I I feel like that won't happen like per se. I'm sure his his brother shout outs to the Brotherhood Foxy Grandpa would would yell at him for that. But <laughs> I, I think the the interesting thing with the Link Low and the Link counter pick is a how do I phrase this? It's a loss of part of mid-tier counterpicks, I feel, and counterpicks in general is sort of this surprise factor in it. And and the fact that Keizu is looking for links to play with in in expectation for the FD link counterpick, I think that's going to be the true test for, for Aklo's secondary link, right? Because it's not anymore, oh this is a surprise thing you didn't really know it coming you're not familiar with the matchup you don't know how i play this character you know it's 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 being watched and it's being studied right now very understandably for the slippy championship league and and that i think is going to be the true test of a mid-tier a mid-tier secondary pick i don't really have any other thoughts for this but before we move on i want to bounce it to jd one more time any other thoughts that you have Nope, let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Up next, we have Hacks Money versus oh, Soonsei. Fox Ooh. Ditto. Yeah, dude, hell yeah. Let's fucking go. Yeah, the story of 
of Division Two is it's is almost a reminder, and, and JD would get this reference. I, I I know we talked a little bit about it as well, Cipher, during our interview for your podcast. But uh, Division Two feels like a semi continuation of Do You Fox with it, right, JD? Sure. You're not familiar with that tournament, like where everyone went Fox. Wasn't this uh, like two years ago? Dude, it was like 2014. Oh. I really don't remember it then. I was right. I was I was drunk the entire year of 2014. All right. Well, anyway, do you fox with it was a NorCal IRL event, and there were many, many fox mains in top eight, and they did a, like a fox round robin, and and that's we're kind of getting to that with Division Two with the amount of fox players. So excited to see the ditto. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that like soon say hacks. It's 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 really close. I think they're they're very similar i i wonder how sunsei's hand is doing because i know it was recently broken um hacks plays with broken hands so that's interesting as well and uh but you know it's really going to be the balls to the walls sunsei fox versus the the box fox and and his very uh technical but defensive gameplay from hacks i would say uh he really sets up a wall with his hitboxes and then plays off of that so it's, it's going to be a clash of styles. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to be in a bunch of group chats with all my other Fox main friends because we are definitely exclusive. Like, Fox mains love each other more than anyone else. Uh, no one else will understand us, and we're okay with that. So in all of my group chats, I'm going to be like, oh my god, holy shit, did you see that? That's that's kind of what I anticipate. Uh, can't pick a winner. This is, a, I think, a true toss-up. Um but we're going to, you know, Fox mains have their uh, their red meat in this matchup for sure. It's going to be very exciting to watch. So <clears throat> I don't think I have a whole lot to offer for myself in, in this matchup in particular. But I think that Sunsei being on the newer side is always exciting to see that. Not that Sunsei only started playing last year or anything, but definitely broke out a little bit last year. A lot more people know about him. Uh, including myself, I don't think I knew about Sunsei before the start of 2020. So I'm really excited to see this Fox Ditto. And I think really I'm just interested to see if I can continue to tell the difference between a Box Fox and a Controller Fox. And maybe it's not fair for Sunsei because, to your point, Wasabi, you're right. Sunsei is still recovering from a hand injury. But I still watch your Fox Wasabi because you're on the box too and mm-hmm. and hacks and I'm just still going, I think I could sort of tell the difference, but it just might be their play styles. So I'm really interested to continue to learn that and try to catch the little things because when it happens in real time, for me, uh, it's so hard, so hard to see actually all the things that are happening at once. Yeah, that that is a good point. Um, that being said, I I kind of played up the broken hand thing, but I didn't realize Sunsei made it into top eight of of Gallant Melee Open. So so he has to be good enough. Still, kind of the battle of broken hands for sure. That's that's a narrative I'm gonna be telling. Um, the one thing I, I you know I think before we we go into the next match is is outside of game one of of that top eight, which which hacks took. Um, they were all last stock. Games two, three, and four were last stock with hacks taking at three one, so so that kind of furthers what JD is is saying about just it really being a a, a close dead even set, in theory. 
and yeah, we'll have to see what happens, but it is going to be fun to watch. The next matchup we have is Sfat versus Kadoran, who was the last, not last minute edition, but there was previously a hidden player for the Division 2 that turned out to be Kadoran, and that just to fill everybody in, they previously had one of the division slots open for Plup, who decided not to play. I think they had Division Two slot open for Plup because they said, you know, you haven't really entered a lot of events. I don't know. I'm just theorizing. But mm -hmm. the facts are that Aiden has said we offered a spot. I don't know which division it was. We offered a spot to Plup, declined, and so we picked three different resumes blind and chose the best looking one, and that turned out to be Kadorn. So definitely earned in terms of recent results. Kadorn has not only been <laughs> running tournaments like the Training Mode Tuesdays, I hope I'm saying that right, TMT, and winning most of those and just playing really well in online events in general. This is going to be, I think this is going to be really fun to watch. Agreed. I think if there's one perfect player to act as the test for Kadoran, it's got to be SFAT. I mean, we all know the, the PewFat relationship. We know how much they play together. Um, SFAT is perpetually, like, destined to be that, you know, between 9 to 12 top player. I still believe he holds that um, in the modern era. It's it's almost surprising to see him in D2. Um, it's surprising to see him and Axe in D2, but that's just how it rolls nowadays. And so... Kadoran, yeah, incredible player. Great. It's funny to even call him an up-and-coming Marth, but in the context of where we're looking at, you know, uh, definitely second to Zane. But, you know, we'll see if he could pull out a, a real win because, you know, there's a, a kind of a narrative going on of, uh, of the Marth versus Fox, and it's kind of progressed past the it's a bad matchup for Fox and into almost some toxic, like, you don't deserve your wins as the Marth player. And I, I'm going to be looking out to see, you know, where that kind of narrative goes. And hopefully Kadoran doesn't get any shit for if and when he, he takes a, a victory here, either against SFAT or anyone else throughout these four weeks. Um, because it, it's going to have to, like, you know what I mean? It's like all these are going to be tough wins. And so SFAT on paper might be the more experienced, might be the higher seeded. Um Kadoran is going to, you know, possibly take a win here. And I, I'm a little less interested in the gameplay. Um, not a uh, Fox Marth is, is a tough matchup for me to watch because I'm an undisciplined player. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, that's the first laugh I got out of Will. What does that say? But basically, <laughs> let's go. Basically, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think Kadoran can take it. But Esfat is going to have to, you know, show his stuff. His, his real experience in the matchup to, to take it over him. And Wasabi, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for it. Uh, I Obviously, because of just the Fox-Marth debate, SFAT being one of the best, in my opinion, in, in the matchup, right? Has pushed Zane to a lot of heartbreaking Game 5 losses. But, I, I you know, I think it's one of those... It's, it's really interesting, because I think... Going back to the sports analogy matchup, this is one of those like matchups where there there isn't. It's like two sports teams that that don't really have a connection or a storyline or or anything prior to that. Even looking at uh, through uh, vods.co slash melee, um, 
last time they played, SFAP was 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 playing Falco, and 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 that was that was at Rona Rumble fourteen. So you can imagine how long ago that was. Um, and then prior to that, it was at Fight for SoCal eight. So there really isn't a lot of story to go into it outside of the actual just like it's a fox versus a marth. Um, so I you know I'm just here to watch it. I'm excited. I, I like I like how he plays the matchup. I like how Asphat plays the Marth matchup. I like how Kadoran plays with a lot of tech chases and really really disciplined neutral. Uh, so it's it's one where I where I think you can't go in with really any storylines and you can kind of just enjoy enjoy the set and maybe any, perhaps like, start a new storyline, right? Yeah, yeah, and perhaps yeah. That's the thing. It it could just start a new storyline. I'm sorry, JD, were you trying to say something or were one of you trying to add something there? Nope. I think we covered uh, I was just saying I was just saying, yeah, like no no expectations for, for this set, honestly. I think it, it's it's a pretty blank canvas, which makes it exciting in its own right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that exactly. And that only leaves one matchup in division two for us to go over, and that would be Moki versus Axe not to be confused with hacks money. So I'll, I'll try to keep saying that because I feel like I get myself confused, but <laughs> this is tempo storm acts. This is the Pikachu main of all Pikachu mains. Although that's part of the reason why Axe is in division two, in my own opinion, Axe is here because the Pikachu has been played, has come out in these online tournaments, but more often than not, what ends up happening is Axe will get to a certain point in the bracket and then switch to Falco, switch to Young Link. That that seems to be my impression. I'll mm -hmm. let either of you give your thought or correct me on it, but I feel like I haven't seen like a dedicated Pikachu only run bracket performance for Axe in my recent memory. But all that to say versus Moki, who is definitely made it known that he felt like should have been in division one. So I'm really excited to see this matchup for that reason to see how motivated Moki comes out in terms of what the game plan will be, how crisp are the punishes. Is there still going to be that Moki style that we have all come to love so much and is perennially clip city clips central. <laughs> I love Moki clips just like any good melee loving person should but <laughs> i'm i'm excited to see this matchup because of that like moki could be playing against anyone in division one or division two and because moki said something and it's like going yeah i should be in division one like i'm like oh i want to see you perform like i, I just want to see like the like the game back up the talk i guess mm. yeah yeah Shit. go ahead will okay yeah i i think it's going to be really interesting so this is under the assumption first thing yeah first thing that kind of interested me is is i was wondering who was going to play moki because if if we know that zane's number one right and zane's facing hbox we're assuming based on you know public opinion but also just like how seeding works that hbox was the last seed in division one in, you know, this is an assumption, right? I'm, I'm not the, the TOs for, for uh, Slippy Champions League. But then that brings the story of, is Axe the last seed of Division 2? Uh, which is really interesting to think about. Uh, that it's it's not Kandoran. Um Not saying that Kandoran should be that. Um, it just really kind of exemplifies how 
tight Division 2 is going to be in terms of just, like, how good everyone is and, like, on an equal playing field, I think, in Division 2. Um, because that is a shocking development to me. Um, but, yeah, they played in Gallant Melee Open. Uh, Moki took it 3-1 then, but they were they were close games. I think Axe is starting to kind of... A little bit later than, than a lot of other players, but he's starting to kind of get his feet back in 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 the Pikachu netplay era. So I don't think we're gonna see him actually switch to to Falco and Link as before. It seems like there's been some sort of like acceptance to the fact. I'm looking at his some of his most recent matches, right? He played uh Pikachu against Ben, he played Pikachu against S Fat at Glint Melee Open as well. Um and so I really expected to see a Pikachu Fox matchup and and Axe has been getting better and better. He's just was a late bloomer to adjusting towards the the slippy era of things. And so that's really what we're kind of going into if, if going back to storylines is is Moki does he really deserve to be in division 1? Um you know, even memeing about it, right? He has a division 2 emote, which is which is hilarious. And then Axe being, you know, can we see a return to form finally from Axe? You know, one of the best players in the pre-online era. Real quick on that, I would I would gather that S-Fat is the first seed, with Moki being second seed. And so uh, S-Fat Kodorin is that 1-8, with Axe being 7. That would be my guess. Um, but in terms of, like, the narratives heading into it, what I really like about Axe is I really connect with his struggle, um, uh, to put it frankly, just in this quarantine slippy era, because he loves the game so much. I mean, it oozes out of him. It's so obvious, and, and no one ever doubts his love for the game. And so it's kind of a... a there's a lot to digest when he goes through these tournaments and decides he wants to go ice climbers or go young link and kind of uh hang up his competitive hat in a sense and kind of look for ulterior or, or alternative angles to get enjoyment out of the full experience and so what what that tells me is that axe is kind of one of the most intrinsically motivated top players mm -hmm. that he just loves the full act and in just being in that competition and being in the moment and so much is stripped away this is something me and will talk about all the time is kind of the differences of these tournaments and what we get out of them i think our last episode was pretty heavily focused on it actually so this is all fresh on the brain and moki is um coming into that top player professional smash scene where very recently has he been able to support himself um pretty you know healthily financially because that's not a given so through uh his tournament winnings or not his winnings but his tournament uh, um successes his stream building his brand building he's on that kind of uh, up and up the come up as you will and that fire is still so much there. There's so much to for him to, to prove. There's so much on the line for him. And I, I think for him, the online 
side of it is a bit more um, accepted. It's kind of just part of it. Not that he doesn't love IRL tournaments either, but you get what I'm saying. So when it comes to the matchup itself and the Fox versus Pikachu, I'm a little less interested in that. I love Fox Pikachu. I think it's always fun watching Axe play literally anyone. <laughs> I love watching Axe play. So I'm going to be into the, the gameplay, um, but I'm going to be very into the Twitter right after. Like, what are these guys feeling? Like, what what's their stream going to be like? Like, what's coming out of this these guys' heads uh, before and after the set because it's going to be very telling, um, especially on the Axe side, how he feels um, after, if not the first set, then the first week, um, how the rest of it's going to go because I think it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be up to him to get that motivation and to really feel like this is important and feel like he's into it. Uh, and then we'll see him, you know, rise to that top 10 in the world that he belongs. I love all those, the, all the things that you guys were talking about. And of, of course I love watching Axe play like you, like you were saying, JD. So whoever comes out of this, I, I think this is probably my favorite matchup that I'm seeing in division two, but other than that, I don't have any other th thoughts to add. <clears throat> so I'll just make sure, Wasabi, are you good? Uh, I'm good. I just, the only thing I have to say is I have to say I really do believe Moki is the first seed for, for D2. That That is just based on, on results and, and, and stuff recently. But but I could be wrong on, on that. But, but that's my personal belief. In fairness to SFAT, who... <laughs> The, the it is unfortunate that SFAT is always it seems to be on like the the just shy category, but uh, SFAT has won a few events uh, online events this year. I'm, I'm that's true. Yeah, I am trying to remember exactly which one, but I want to say it was Frame Perfect Series Four, which happened mm -hmm. a week or two after the Gallant Melee Open Winter Edition back in January, but I can't remember for sure. I, I believe it was that that was the um, Mewtwo Kings subscriber tournament series, but it's it's it is going to be it's going to be interesting to see how all these matches go but we have one more little thing to talk about before we start picking games or sorry we start picking matches is the Slippy Champions League qualifier tournament series running underneath Levo Leffen's sub tourneys and there are some interesting names in here and I'm just going to try to read one or two or three or a bunch off here. I just have to pull it up again because for whatever reason my phone tried to click on a specific player, which is all Do fine you have and the, well. The the bracket link for for the signups. I can I can find it actually. But I, I I they don't have the brackets published yet, which is a shame. But the headlining player who is in the qualifier, do you want to take a guess or do you already know Wasabi JD? Um I would expect Ben to Ben and Gatsu to to have a, a say in this Gatsu being the hotness one of one of the hottest players right now and, and same with Ben uh, so so those would be my two guesses uh, I found the link and JD um, Leffen <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's gonna move I, to New York and oh enter. shit <laughs> that's interesting that would be so interesting yes uh, I don't know that for a fact but I'm pretty <laughs> 
Pretty sure that's not true. Okay, so the headlining player is actually Panda Global's very own Plup is in yeah. the Slippy Champions League oh, that's qualifier. Fun. That's fun. That's what I just reacted to. That's what I just reacted to. Yeah, I just saw the, the attendee list. And we also have Lucky in here. Captain Face Roll is here. We have the return of army without wobbling also. Yes, indeed. Woo! And we have Fiction, <gasps> Gatsu, Magi, go. Gatsu. Dreffen, HTWA, Panda, Eddie Mexico, LSD is here, friend of the program. And, and Stango as well. Stango, let's not forget Stango is, is Bones, there as well. Dawson, and Ben is in here, and Albert. And, and this is my own personal favorite uh, to see, and, and it's it might just be because I'm interested. I'm really, really interested in the possibility of new, new blood. And I'm not trying to say I'm tired of watching all these other players that we have come to know and love either in the, in the online era or just like in the entire history of the game, like SFAT. But I'm thinking of Spargo, who is one of the best ultimate players here in the online era, in the Wi-Fi era, because they don't have rollback or good online play. Mm -hmm. And ultimate's probably just not that great of a game competitively anyway. But Spargo has been playing Melee a little bit with Mewtwo King on stream. I, I know that I've seen a YouTube video about stream highlights of Mewtwo King versus Spargo in Melee. But I'm really, it's really cool to see if this is the Spargo that... I believe that it is. And I'm just double. Yep. Yep. It is indeed the Spargo. The one of the best ultimate players is going to try and qualify for the Slippy <laughs> Champions League. I don't think that's actually going to happen, obviously, but it's still really cool to see a little bit of a crossover there, just in my own opinion. But Wasabi, let's let's start with you. Who are you really excited to see potentially qualify for Division two relegation matches? Yeah. Um yeah, before I answer that, I, I do have to say I, I agree with you on Spargo. I think uh, it, it does take a f bit more than a, than a few weeks or, or months to really pick up the game. Oh, so certainly. That, so, so that is, but it is really exciting. And his growth and trajectory could be a very, very steep uh, exponential curve. But in terms of attendees, uh, among the East Coast players, I'm most excited for, obviously, Plup uh and and gatsu i think that's going to be big especially because you're thinking plup and gatsu facing off plup being an absolute killer in 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 the falcon matchup and so i'm really curious for that i think a dark horse could be Dreffen and stango um and and panda of course uh who who had a really really great run at the austin melee bender i think he's he's one who either flies really high or, 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 or crashes really badly. He's just that type. His play style is indicative of that as well. Um, so so I'm really interested to see if he can continue from doing really well in the Austin Melee Bender. Um, those are kind of the big players. Slug also, um, who also made the Slippy Champions League uh, Season 1, and, and LSD. So those are the ones I'm really curious about for, for East Coast. And then Super Dark Horse, I would say Bones and, and Dawson, I think I'm interested in. Um, for West Coast, we got Lucky, Face Roll, Army, and Fiction that stand out to me. And I think those are going to be really, really interesting to see whether how far they can make it along with the Dark Horse of Eddie Mexico um, So and Albert. So I'm, I haven't really seen Albert play much in the online era, so I'm just really curious about that. Um, but yeah, those are the players that stand out to me. 
um, and f at least from the first page of the registration. Um, I also forgot to mention Magi and Ben for East Coast, which is blasphemous, um, but <laughs> they are in their own rights also. Not even Dark Horses. I could, I could see them qualifying for sure. Well, Will took all the good ones. So I'm just well. Gonna... You forgot STJ. STJ was on the second page. Sorry, STJ. <laughs> oh damn, that's hilarious. Um, I look fiction plot, man. I, that's that's just where my head's at. And look, a lot of great players out there, but it's fiction and plot all day. I, I really want to see them just, just as if they never stopped. Just come back and just bop some kids. That's that's what I'm looking for try to steamroll all the way up to top four because I believe to me it's following that top four qualifies for slip for the relegation matches so that would okay, be so weird for ask. it to be otherwise sorry go ahead wasabi oh no I was just about to ask uh what qualifies as qualifying so so it's top four I I, I, I would have to guess like wh why would it make sense for someone who barely makes top eight? to qualify over someone who gets like third or something you know <laughs> it has to be top four well it, it depends on how many people are 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 playing right so i think it might arguably be grand finals right because if the qualifiers are if if four players four players from division one drop down to the qualifying match to the grudge match between d2 and d1 players then the same format should follow where four players from d2 drop into possible relegation into a relegation battle which means that if you're splitting it between east coast and west coast then it would be two each which would be grand finals unless the top four from each match go into a second qualifying match but that might be a little too crazy for 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 right now so I'm looking at the quote-unquote schedule here, and just to clarify, Division Two relegation matches is there going to be four of them, and they're going to be against the four qualifiers through the through the SCL qualifying tournament. So, I, I to me, it has to be top four. Sorry, JD, you were going to say, huh? No, I'm. Nope. Nope. Okay. So, yes, that that just about wraps up all of the possible storylines all the players that we either know of or are seeing here and it all starts at about oh. 11 o'clock pacific standard time so that would be two o'clock eastern time on april 11th this upcoming sunday starting with division two then the division two relegations and then division one through the rest of the evening so gonna be amazing matches i'm so looking forward to this this is going to be awesome it's going to be mm -hmm. on bts smash like the twitch.tv slash bts smash so you should already be following that like like the rest of us but if you haven't just drop the follow you'll see it on sunday so now it's time i think unless you have want to either of you want to address any last minute thoughts or storylines uh levo is not region locked is it i don't is, know is this east if... coast west coast blend at top eight or top 16 that's a good question, and I don't know because they haven't okay. published the brackets yet. That's fair. Okay, because if so, then your statement of top four makes sense. Because, sorry, I was saying grand finals of each West Coast, East Coast to add up to four. Oh, that's what you were saying. Okay. Lock. Yeah, yeah. So to clarify, well, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense then. 
So it would be top four of of the combination West Coast East Coast brackets. Since Aklo and Keizu are playing in Division Two, I I have to think that they're just going to blend East and West yeah. Coast at a certain point. I think that's a safe assumption. It, it's it's the it's the format for this online era for sure. Like we saw it with the Gullant Melee Open, they they blended at a certain point, and it makes sense. Okay. JD, you got any other thoughts for storylines, or are we ready to start picking some winners and losers here? Nope, let's start. All right, now let's try to. This is for me as well. I'm saying this for myself too. Let's try and focus on just picking a winner and a uh, a winner of each set. And if if we don't mind, if you guys don't mind, I I would like to have, I would like to have Wasabi pick first, then JD, then myself. I'll be the tiebreaker if I have to be. Um, right. that way we can just kind of make a rhythm out of it and then and then we'll just go through all the matches and we'll see where we land. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I was going to say, we could also, if anyone's down for a little early side betting, we could see who predicts the, the most matches correct. All right, I'll put 10 <laughs> For, on for that. five bucks. Oh. 10, you want to do 10? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, all right. We're <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, look, look, I'm, I'm unemployed, all right? Yeah, all right. I was going to say... <laughs> I don't have. You think I have ten dollars, JD? We'll do. We'll do. We'll do one. One uh, cup of boba. Yeah, yeah. Let's do five. I want. I want two tacos. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is fun. All right. What about so, free chipotle wasabi? Uh, that, that was college. All right, wasabi. boys. Let's go. Well, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So for division one, uh, the first match you said was Zane H box. I'm gonna say Zane on this. Yeah, I got. Yeah, Zane. Yep, Zane. Yep, definitely. I think it's gonna okay. be three two, but you know, still Zane. We don't need to do. We don't need to do game count. You're Let's go to okay. Mango versus Ginger. I'll yeah, take Mango. I'll take Ginger I'll take Ginger on, this. on this. I'll take Ginger. Okay, JD. JD, we're having Wasabi go first. Yeah, JD. Come on. <laughs> I, I say Mango. Okay. <laughs> Ginger. I'm gonna go Mango. So sorry, Ginger. And then IBDW versus None. I'm going to give it to Cody. Yeah, Cody. IBW. And I say none, but that doesn't matter. Cody moves on. S2J versus Wizrobe. S2J. Yeah, S2J. Yeah, I'm feeling the heat for... Yeah, I got to say the same. Okay, now on to Division 2. We have Aklo versus Keizu. Keizu on this one. Ooh. I think Keizu, will, but my heart will wants Aklo. Just say, just say. I got I gotta go, I buddy. <laughs> I, I got Aklo. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Aklo as well. Sorry, Keizu. Hacks Money versus Soonsei. Hacks Money. Yeah, I'll take Hacks. I'm going Soonsei, but we'll keep Hacks on the board moving on. SFAT versus Kadoran. SFAT. SFAT. I've got a root for SFAT. Let's go. And Moki versus Axe. Moki. First seed in the D2, in my opinion. Yeah, Moki's got a heavy favor here. I agree as well. And that wraps up both divisions. So the interesting thing is with Division 1, they actually do the single elimination style bracket where each player that wins moves on to play another winner in Division 1 before the single winner of division one is picked earns the most money for that week. So that's awesome. And they mm-hmm. last time they got to even pick their next matchup to start off division one in the next slippy champions week. So I don't know if that is how they're going to do it again. I 
vaguely recall hearing some complaints about that, but all that to say, we have Zayn moving on to play against S2J. So what are the thoughts on that? Wasabi, we'll start with you. You can offer a few thoughts and then pick a winner or just pick a winner. I know JD's in a, in a little bit of a rush, so to, to, to respect him, I think... I, I actually believe in SJ on this one. I think SJ can 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 take it. The full. Um, wow. Hmm. Not. I think. He, I mean, he would take Zane and then probably have to play Mango. I would assume or Cody, in in the finals. Is this part of our side bet? I don't think so. It's hard to predict this one. Oh, if it's not part of our side bet, yeah. Um, Wizrope. You mean S2J? Yeah, wait, what are you asking? <laughs> Zayn versus so, S2J. So they move on, right? Oh, so Zayn S- moves S2J. on. Sure. Yeah. And I'm going with Zayn for the run back from the uh, last time that S2J beat him in bracket. Okay, so if you both said S2J, S2J moves on to the finals to face either Mango or IBDW. Who wins, Mango or IBDW Wasabi? Mango with Mango taking it all. Yeah. Week one, similar to a recap, the same thing as season one opener. I'll, I'll say the same, but Zane takes it. So Mango wins versus Cody, and then Zane ver- over Mango. So, so you're saying Zane beats S2J then? No, sorry. Oh shit, I did say that S2J. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. So Zane will win. <laughs> That's the whole okay, fun this of this. It's a very Zane, confusing. Zane, Zane wins without yeah, lo- yeah. without looking at a bracket, this is very confusing. Sorry, sorry. I don't have video. That's that's on me, but I've been keeping track by drawing with my finger on the thing. Okay, so we're going to say, I think we all feel pretty comfortable saying that Mango, in terms of predicting, is going to win. Let's not talk about any other matchups because we are out of time, but I want to thank you both so much for joining me on Bottom of Smash Mountain and the Wannabes podcast crossover, but please plug your own stuff, starting with JD. Where can we find you? Uh, you could find me on YouTube, wannabe underscore JD, and the Wannabes podcast. Um, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean, the Wannabes pod. And just generally, you know, I'm not on Twitch too much nowadays. I'm going to be launching some uh, a, a side project soon. So uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, where I'll keep you up to date, uh, at SoonPlayer7. And Wasabi. Yeah, so I'm at Wasabi Sabi. That's with two S's on the Wasabi uh, on all platforms, Twitch, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. I I stream frequently and I produce videos. Uh, Check out my most recent videos, which is leveraging your Smash experience uh, to get a job. And also the Melee Neutral Handbook Part 2, Baits with Punishes and Threat Ranges. Uh, And aside from that, catch me on the Wannabes podcast with my co-host JD. Let's go. Thank you both so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Thanks, Jesse. Take care, man. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. We made it. We're on the other side. Thank you so much for sticking with me, JD and Wasabi. You know where to find them. They'll be in the description of this here podcast episode. And yes, a few more details I forgot at the top, but I was not going to do another take (laughs) of the open. The open... I feel was more difficult today because I was trying to keep all the details straight. It is getting past 11 o'clock at night here. I've had a long day, but I am almost done. So I'm really excited about that. And you're almost done listening to this. Maybe you've already moved on, but (laughs) if you're still here, let's talk about 
Slippy Champions League 2, week 1, just so that it is abundantly clear where you can find this, all this information. First of all, you can find it on twitch.tv slash Smash. You'll find that in the description of this here podcast. Secondly, you can thank people and organizations like Hitbox and HyperX for sponsoring this event. So that is a big deal to have events sponsored by organizations and companies and whatnot. So thank you to Hitbox and HyperX. And finally, thank you to everyone in BTS Smash, not just Aiden, although Aiden is very lovely and answers questions very politely and is nice, but the entire team behind BTS Smash. I want to thank all of the players for playing. I want to thank all the talent for commentary. We got Slime, Lovage, Golden Guardians, Toph, Squid. So I'm really excited to hear all of their commentary for these for these Sundays that we're going to have. The next one, or I should say, not the next one, the first one. The first Slippy Champions League 2, week one, that very thing that JD Wasabi and I spent over an hour talking about is going to be on Sunday, April 11th, which is coming up very shortly here. It's April 8th, although by the time you listen to this, it will not be April 8th. It'll probably be closer to April 9th, if I had to guess, at the earliest (laughs) that this podcast will go out, but we'll see. The point is, is that you can watch this on Sunday, April 11th, starting at 11-ish Pacific time and 2-ish Eastern time. And it's going to be full of amazing matches that we have spent so much time talking about and I'm I'm about ready to wrap up. I'm trying to remember if I have anything else that I wanted to quickly cover. Let's see. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Okay, no, I don't really have anything else to say. Oh, except we forgot to put all of these potential matchups and games and stakes through the context of Smash World Tour. We did not talk about it through the context of Smash World Tour. I don't think there's really much to add in regards to that, though, because this is probably the first serious event that the panel behind Smash World Tour, who decides what players in the entire world, in each region of the world, so North America, South America, and Oceania, Europe, Asia, there's a few other ones, but... The panel that decides which players from each region go to the qualifier events, which subsequently leads to the finals event, they are going to look at events like Slippy Champions League 2. They're going to be looking real hard at the North Americans who are competing in this event from Zane all the way down to if you want to even look at Axe or Kadoran like this. But that's not really something to get hung up over per se because really all the players that are going to be playing on these Sundays are fantastic. Even the players coming out of the Slippy Champions League qualifier, the Levo qualifier for trying to have players from that tournament then try to get into Division 2 relegation matches and win those and then they're in Division 2, right? For Week 2. Even those players are insanely good at Melee. There are a lot of amazing players that we get to watch and see. Of course, there are players that are better than others, but you get what I'm saying. 
every single player here is amazing and they're going to do their best to make a case of saying, hey, I deserve to be in one of the slots for the Smash World Tour qualifier for my region. So there's North America and they split it between the West Coast and the East Coast, thankfully. But even still, someone's ultimately going to get left out and they don't want to be left out. So how do you avoid that? Well, you get into Slippy Champions League too. And it's not quite as important as you might think it is right now, but who knows? Maybe what makes the difference is whether or not somebody either competed in this event for the next month or for part of it, whatever that tends to be, or maybe it doesn't make the difference. We don't know yet. There are a lot of things that are going to happen between now and the time that players are selected for the West Coast Regional and the East Coast Regional to qualify for the Smash World Tour Finals. There's going to be a lot of things that happen between now and then. However, this could be the difference. I don't want to be too dramatic. I don't want to oversell it too much. I think I was being realistic at first, but the more I talk... <laughs> The more I'm saying to myself, oh my gosh, this is this is really important for the Smash World Tour and we didn't even talk about it. But no, it, it might not actually be that way. However, it's a great start to this quote-unquote season, if you will, because there's a lot of players who are going to be participating who have not been participating as much, especially in the qualifier. I mean, I hadn't seen Captain Face Roll since the last Slippy Champions League, which was the end of 2020. So there are just players like that, for example, not just Captain Face Roll, but other players as well who I'm excited to see get back into the swing of things because the hope and desire is things will be safe enough, good enough to do in-person inventationals. I mean, they have to be smaller events. We can't just automatically jump up to a 3,000-person weekend and tournament series. Not that there's 3,000 entrants. I just mean like 3,000 people walking around the venue and such. I don't know if we're ready for all of that kind of stuff in any time soon. I would say definitely not for this year without being an expert in all things doctor stuff and government stuff. I'm just taking guesses here of things that are of my own opinion. So I really don't actually know. However, based off of the rest of the U.S. and all the goings-on here anyway, it seems as if a lot of people are optimistic about the fact that vaccines are being rolled out. Wasabi, for instance, had the f first shot of the Pfizer vaccine, so that's really cool. He'll get a second one. And then, theoretically, or supposedly, I guess that means you get to be outside more, but does it mean you are 100% safe? Like that, Those are all kinds of questions that we're still going to have to answer, and we still don't know 100% for sure. There's data, and data is going to help lead the correlations and the reliability of certain facts that are given. So it's just really all up in the air, in my opinion, still, about how possible is it for the Smash World Tour to run these in-person inventationals towards the end of the year. But of course they have themselves said that they're not going to hold fast to a date like, hey, by October, we're definitely doing this. Nope, they're going to see where things are closer to the time. Maybe things have taken a turn for the worst, or maybe they're about the same and haven't gotten better. 
maybe it's just gone up and down all summer and fall, and we don't know. That's the whole thing. That's what it ultimately boils down to. I've been talking about it too long. The point is, is that we don't know, but I think that a lot of the players that are showing up for Slippy Champions League 2 and in week one here, particularly, I think a lot of players are showing up because they're thinking ahead to the time that this might matter for going back to an in-person event of some kind. Because maybe Smash World Tour is the only in-person event that is held towards the end of the year and everything else is still online. We don't know. Nobody knows. But if it is, the player thinks, I should get into this event so that I can make my case to a panel that, hey, I deserve to be considered for an in-person regional qualifying event that's still invitational level, and only those players are going to be competing in that context. We'll see. We do not know as of now what everything's going to look like, but whatever it ends up being, I'm very happy that for now because we can look ahead, but I'm not going to do that anymore for now. I'm really thankful for all these matches. So once again, excited to continue coverage and talking about it. And I'm excited that you all are here still for some reason. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting JD and Wasabi for their Wannabes podcast. Very inspirational to me. So please go check them out. And I don't have anything else to add. I really appreciate the time. We'll catch you next time. How about that?